What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Dre Nicole. And you are tuned in to another episode of Poor Minds. Where a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. Girl, 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 girl. First of all, we have been doing a lot with the guests. We've been going back yeah. to back to back to back with the guests. Yeah, we've been having a lot of guests on the show, which I feel like, you know, it's a good I, thing. Because we used to not have guests at, at all. all. Yes. But, yeah, we haven't really doing, like, no solo episodes lately. And you know what? I will say the growth of the show has been amazing. So kudos to all the listeners, old and new. But we had to do this for the people who've been here since day one. Because the they really love it when it's just us. So let's bring it back to when it was just the world. Mm-hmm. So we having a solo episode today. We ain't got no guests today. <laughs> we, we ain't got, got no guests guest today. today. Period. So what you been up to, girl? Girl, nothing really. I just been enjoying like being off to work. <laughs> Getting a break. Getting a little break. <laughs> I'm not going to I feel like it was one point where I was just so tired. It we was my moving, ass. We was moving around so much. So I just been, like, enjoying this little break, mm-hmm. being in Atlanta. You know, the holidays coming up. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. My mom's birthday coming up. Well, her birthday first. Oh, Lord. Which is, her birthday is, like, next week. Is she coming out here again? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. We're going to have a time. So her birthday is next week. And then, of course, Thanksgiving coming up. I'm excited about that. I don't know if I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving or if I'm going to like stay here mm-hmm. and just invite my mom back again. I don't yeah. know yet. I haven't decided. Um, and then, of course, you know, I'm excited about Christmas. Your favorite time of the year. Christmas and my birthday. I am so My favorite weird. times of the year. Oh, and Halloween, too. Yes, We got to do a Halloween episode. We, we going to dress up. We going to put on a little shum shum. Yeah. We should have really did it today, little key, but it's all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell you what. I've had an eventful past, like, week or two. Like, I just had so much going on. So I went on a date, and it was so fucking terrible. It was so terrible that I was yeah. like, you know what's crazy? When I go you on told these me dates... About it. People literally, I am a ball of fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm a good time. And it's just so crazy because I be on the date miserable as fuck. And these niggas be having the time of their motherfucking mm-hmm. lives, bitch. They be, I know they be going home like, yeah, I got me one, but bro. I feel like, But I feel like as a man, I don't know. I feel like you got to know when the date not going good. But you know what? Like, you got to know. But the thing is, though, it's not like the date was going bad of, like, things he was, like, particularly saying or whatever. It just wasn't my vibe. Another girl, yeah. it would definitely have been her vibe because mm-hmm. he's, He's a gentleman. Like, on paper, perfect, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, that was, I've been on a a few bad days, so it just wasn't one. You know, and I've been on some good dates. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put it all on. But either way it goes, y'all, the bad date led to me. I got home, and I was reading this article, right? Mm -hmm. I read this article about this lady. She was, like, in her mid-30s. She's a black woman in San Diego. She was, like, um, dating kind of the same type of men. Mm -hmm. And she was, like, and then I just decided to do this dating app. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to name the name because I ain't cut no check. (laughs) But, honestly, I wouldn't talk about it anyway. So, let me Mm -hmm. tell you what happened, girl. So she was talking about how she's got on this dating app and it's for like successful men, you know, looking for women who are is like either equally successful or, you know, they just want company. They just want a beautiful woman to be around. Mm -hmm. So she was talking about how she started traveling the world. She was getting Chanel bags and she was just like, it's a beautiful lifestyle that I didn't know existed. I said, oh, girl, this is right up my alley. Mm -hmm. I said, I've never been on a dating app. I went on a dating app one time for like Mm -hmm. five minutes. 
oh, like years ago. I've never been on a dating app. So I was like, you know what? Let me make a profile. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to jump out on the edge. Maybe I'll find a nice little Curtis, you know, a Habib, somebody. Curtis? Curtis or Habib. Anything different, you know, like. As an adult, I've never met nobody named Curtis. Curtis, you haven't? Not nobody our age. Exactly. A Curtis. I like him a little grandfathered. Yeah, I mean, I guess Curtis is a granddaddy name. So, yeah, so I I made me a little profile. Profile was very cute. It was giving, I'm a bad bitch with my own money, but I want yours, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I was on the app just to scroll in. Ugly, 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 ugly. Girl, I deleted that app in three minutes flat, bitch. I said, this life is not and to what me. app was he? I'm not going to say it out loud. Just Why? Because, I mean, I don't want to, like, promote or, you know, maybe they might want to give us a check one day. And we talking shit about them, and then all of a sudden we promote them. I'll tell oh, you later. Okay. But yeah, so I made a dating app for three minutes. It was very unsuccessful. So everybody was ugly. Everybody was you ugly. You be dating ugly niggas? Sure. They don't be ugly to me. Them niggas probably ain't ugly to somebody too. Well, they was ugly to me. All, it ain't no way all of them niggas was ugly. Baby, they was. It was giving. Well, you need to... Why you ain't screen... I want to see what one of them look like. You should have screenshotted the little profile. Okay, piece. I screen... Well, somebody... You did screenshot it. No, I screenshotted one thing and I sent it to Killer, but they didn't have a profile image. But the profile image said... Let me let me scroll back through our text messages so I can find it. And I was so disturbed because I was on there for three seconds. She was like, let me tell you something about dating apps. Don't get your hopes up. I was like, no, this lady's story was beautiful. And I'm like, if she hit it big, I know I can. Listen to this man's name. He said his screen name was Cooch Eater. Mm? And his tagline was, you thought I was feeling you? I'm a munch. I said, this is not, I came here for successful, desire, desirable men. Maybe he is successful and desirable. He just a munch. If you calling yourself a munch, I don't want you. He said he gonna eat it for lunch. Oh, brother, girl. And I tell you, I deleted that app so motherfucking quick. I need to so, know. This is so funny to me. That's why I don't get on dating apps, though. I feel like, mm-mm. My it last, just ain't for me. My last round on it dating ain't apps for me. Was, it's not about be- meeting random niggas from a dating yeah. app that just don't sit right with my spirit. Because I feel like you could be pretending to be anybody. But, you know, now you have to verify yourself. Oh, you do? On yeah, a- they, they do different steps to make you verify yourself. Mm. So you do have to verify yourself on the dating apps, but still, like... This was my shortest stint ever. My first stint was five minutes. This one was three. Mm-mm. I tried it. Maybe it's just not for me. So then, let me tell you another story that happened to me. I just had a crazy week. So, um, I called me um, a Uber. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I called Lyft. I use Lyft. So, I was calling the Lyft, and um, I was taking a long time to go downstairs. So, I was trying to, I kept calling them, be like, oh, hey, I'm coming down, because the time was winding down. He just kept ignoring my calls. He kept ignoring my calls. Mm. I'm cursed. I'm like, this motherfucker, like, if he leave me, I'm fucking going off on his motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going off. I was fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. So, I walk downstairs. You know, I'm cute. I'm twisting and shit, because I'm like, he won't leave when he see his ass walking. <laughs> so, I'm twisting to the car, bitch. I get in the car, and as soon as I get in, he immediately turns around, and he hands me his phone. He was like... I'm deaf. If you need anything, text me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Now I'm an asshole, right? So, but y'all know, like, I am... There was this series that I was watching on Netflix, and it was basically, like, about all these kids, and they were, like, in a school for the deaf, and they were, like, signing and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I just really love... I love the community, because they are really, like... They, there's, like, a certain rules and things you can do and things that they don't like, they do like. Like, there's a whole community on TikTok um, that be doing the sign language, the ASL. I be tuned in. So, y'all, 
I know how to say thank you in sign language, right? So, bitch, I was so ready to get out that motherfucking car. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to show him, bitch. I'm about to be like, thank you. And he gonna be like, yeah. I thought we was about to have a moment. Girl, he dropped me off and skirt, skirt. I was like, I am weak. I was so fucking sad. Why was you sad? I was waiting like this in the back seat the whole time. I got something for him. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Because, you know, when, I no, because deaf people, when, when people are deaf and you know how to sign, they get really happy that you know how to sign. Yeah. Like, oh. So I was like, let me show him that I'm going to, because honestly, that's something I've been wanting to do. Because, you know, I know my ABCs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is something I really just want to learn. Just, just to have the skill of learning in case I run into somebody who's deaf. Yeah. So I was just so ready to tell him thank you. And when I tell you, he just went like this and left me. I was so sad. I was like... Well, it's going to be okay. We're going to pray that you get another deaf driver. I do. So you can show off your skills. I know. I was like... <laughs> and he sure didn't turn around. And I got another story, but I'll save that for next week, girl. I just had a... I just had a crazy week. You had week. a long week. I had a long, crazy-ass week. I almost got in a fight with a girl this morning. Well, you should have told that story over this last one. <laughs> Let me tell y'all what I happened. I was sitting here like... Well, I'm just saying, I like the... De- the you know, I, I just wanted people to know. I'm learning the <laughs> ASL, okay? So we learned it. But yeah, I almost got in a fight with a girl this morning. Uh, so I was at, uh, what should I call it? The Howell Mills Shopping Center, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, you know, the traffic be super heavy over there. So it was one lady in front of me. It was an old black lady. I was behind her. And she was like, she had her blinker on because she was waiting for a parking spot. Mm-hmm. So the car was just taking forever to back out. So the car had backed out on the opposite way. So, you know, the people behind her, they could just come zoom in if they wanted to. So she backed out and she, um... A car behind her had zoomed in that parking spot in front of that old lady. Mm. And mind you, it was an old black lady. Mm-hmm. And she was just like sitting there and she still had her blinker on. So she wasn't moving. So it was causing traffic. I said, okay, lady, this lady just took your parking spot. So I got out and I was like, ma'am, you know, you don't have to move your car. She was like, oh, I was trying to park right there. But the young. So I said, baby, I'm late for my appointment. So I went on like, Knock on the lady door. Ma'am, this lady been sitting here for a long time. You know, can you back up your car? She's an old woman. Mm-hmm. It was a young little girl. She was probably like 17, 18. She probably recorded me on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she was probably like, LaQuisha is attacking me. I was like, ma'am, this lady has been waiting for her. She was like, I don't care. I don't care. I was like, this is an old lady. I'm like, there's literally a parking spot right there. Like, you couldn't see. I don't know if you could see or you don't care. But she's trying to get in her parking spot. Mm-hmm. I don't play about the Mimi's. You know what I'm saying? Ruby was just trying to get in her spot. Mm-hmm. So she had, like, pulled out her and She was like, I'm calling the police. I was like, girl, it is not that serious. Now she was about to call the police on you. She was really about to call the police on me. But the reason I just felt so bad is it was an old-ass lady. And I just feel like people don't be having no respect. They so don't. So she was just kind of, like, going off. But she was like, and I was walk up serious. to her car, girl. People be crazy. I mean, they do be crazy. But I was in a rush. I was trying to get my wax. And she was blocking everybody. Like, it was traffic everywhere. Yeah. Because the lady was just sitting there. I don't think it registered to her. Like, bitch, your parking spot. I got taken. So you should have just told her that. I did. You been like, ma'am. And she was like, oh, the parking spot gone. Oh, you gonna have to find another parking spot. Well, I told little Cassie to move, and guess what she did? She oh, moved. She did. Hell yeah, she, she moved. moved. She probably thought it was my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I did, well, my, good that she I did my duty for the week. Okay, because I thought she was just trying to call the police on you and then she still ain't moved. I don't know. She definitely moved because she said I was getting a little antsy. Okay. I got shit to do. I had okay. to record. But it's good. So yeah, I saved the, gra- the grandma. I know ASL and I be giving niggas great dates. I'm a 
law-abiding citizen. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I just give the people what they need. Right. Okay? So let's get into these motherfucking topics today. Okay? So, the first thing that I wanted to talk about today is unlearning behaviors. Mm -hmm. I feel like things that we do in our lives, a lot of times we cannot progress in life because we're holding ourselves back because we're treating situations the same as we do every single time. Mm -hmm. And what's that saying about insanity? The definition of insanity is doing doing the same thing over and expecting different results. So, I got this because I saw a tweet that actually said, "It's um, it's not talked about enough, but there's an amount of unlearning that needs to happen before You've had a bad man before you can go and get a good one. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about unlearning behaviors when it comes to, like, dating, per se? Yeah, I definitely think that that's true. I think that you can't treat every man the same. But I don't know. I've always been that type of person. Like, I don't let past relationships make me treat new people that I date any different. See, that's my problem. Yeah, I don't I don't let... Because I understand everybody is a different person. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna have the same outcome every time. I mean, and this nigga might end up being a fuck nigga, too, but I'm not gonna go into the situation automatically assuming that he is and treating him like he is. Well, I'll say this. I won't treat you like you are, but in the back of my head, I'll be like, he a fuck nigga. I'm just waiting for him to show it. But see, you can't do that, though, because I feel like that's like manifestation. Like, you manifested him being a fuck nigga, and that's why he gonna end up being a Well, baby, I done manifested the, the, some stupid-ass shit in my life, but I can't. Like, I try not to, like, unless somebody do something or have certain behaviors that make me feel like they not gonna be a good dude to date or, like, because I feel like people show you who they are early on. Like, the signs be there. Right. You just have to pay attention to the signs. So if a nigga do something that remind me of somebody I used to date, tendencies that they had or certain shit that they would do that was some bullshit that I know I don't Mm -hmm. like, then I start thinking in my head, okay, maybe you might be on some bullshit. Right, right. But if you don't do anything, I'm not going to just be sitting there like, well, he a nigga, so he ain't shit too. So let me ask you this, though. Be honest. Uh, Think of every man you've ever dated. I mean... Think of every man... We don't have the time for that. (laughs) Think of every man you dated. I don't went on a lot of dates. Do you feel like any of those men were like really, really good men though? Yeah. And like you feel like you would talk to them again and date them again. I didn't say I would date them again because I am a person who I firmly believe when shit run its course, it's ran its course. Mm -hmm. I am not a spin the block type of bitch. Mm -hmm. I've said that numerous times on Poor Minds. I've spent the block with one nigga one time in my life and I'm 31. I don't believe in that shit. So no, I wouldn't date them again because I feel like you could very much be a good person. You're just not the person for me. Right, right. But I do think I've dated some men in the past that were good people. They just weren't my person. Mm -hmm. I think, you know what's crazy? Because I feel the same. Like, I feel like one of my exes was like a really, really good guy. A few of my exes are like really good men but they're not for me. But I'm like, why is it that I attract, like, when I really, like, fall for somebody, they always end up doing fuck shit. I yeah. feel like guys that I've dated where I kind of kept it casual and it was cool, they were good dudes that just didn't work out. And we are still friends to this day. But, mm-hmm. like, the dudes that I always, like, really fucking fall for, and when my feelings go in, they always end up doing some fuck shit. And then, two, but that's, are- what, <clears throat> but that's what... But listen, but listen. So I always end up feeling like, okay... Once my feelings start getting involved with somebody, that's when I start putting my walls up because I'm like, this, my, I feel like my feelings, my body has just trained me. Girl, when you develop feelings, 
put this wall up. So that's what's been hard for me to like but, unlearn those behaviors. But that makes no sense though. You can't be in a healthy relationship if as soon as you start to develop feelings for somebody, you put in a wall up. It's how hard. y'all gonna really get to know each other? No, and how I y'all agree really gonna that. get to the next level and right. find out if y'all for each other if you have the wall up? That's why I'm in therapy, bitch. Because yeah. it's hard to unlearn those behaviors though because it's like, it's just like being a child. Don't touch it, it's hot. Don't touch it, it's hot. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, you gonna keep developing feelings for people and get your feelings hurt? Or are you gonna hold back a little bit and protect yourself and I don't know. And move a little different. Again, I I think that every time I got my feelings hurt by a nigga, the signs was there. Mm -hmm. And I was fucking with them for the wrong reasons. Right, right. And I really just feel like that's what it be. Like I feel like I knew you was an ain't shit nigga, but it was certain perks of dealing with you or certain mm -hmm. perks for me to be there. Or we was having a good time, but I knew this relationship had no longevity. Right. I knew that we were not meant to be together, but I still stayed in the situation, still fucked with the person for my own personal reasons. Right, right. And I think that sometimes we as women do that stuff to our, do that to ourselves all the time. Men do it too. Like you stay fucking with somebody who you know you don't. You know it's no future in these, but you keep fucking with them until they do something that force you to stop fucking with them. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes... And that's dumb. Right. Like, why do we put ourselves through that type of torture? But not and then we that. end up disappointed, but then it's like, okay, you're disappointed, but at the same time, the signs was there. This nigga had been showing you. Mm -hmm. You waited till he did something super fucked up to where you didn't have no choice to stop fucking right. with him no more, but you should have been stop fucking with him. But not only that, I also feel like what we do as women as well is we exaggerate our position in people's lives too like we be thinking that we are sometimes we just put ourselves on a higher pedestal and we put these people on a pedestal and you're not a priority for them you know what i'm saying so sometimes i feel like that's how feelings will get misconstrued as well like you be thinking oh this is my man my man and i know we say that all the time like my man my man my man but it's like really when you be having that mentality and that nigga really not your nigga you're exaggerating your position in somebody's life well that's stupid anyways because i would never talk about fucking with somebody. I don't understand people who talk about fucking with people and talk about dating people who would not tell people that they dated you. Right. So well, that's, a little, that's a little, wait, like denying it? I mean, I feel like it's a lot of people, a lot of girls who be talking about they talk to a nigga or dated a nigga, but then if you ask that nigga, he gonna be like, oh, it wasn't even nothing like that, I just fucked, or whatever the case may be. That type of shit happen all the time, but that's you being delusional. Yeah. Because I feel like as women... I think that you got niggas who be doing fuck shit and then you have people, you have women that be delusional. Okay. Because I feel like Let's men... Talk about it. Because I feel like you know when a nigga fuck with you and when he don't. Right. It's, you, it's every, very every, obvious. Every guy that I have ever dated, I knew who really, really fucked with me. Mm -hmm. And I knew who... It was just kind of like, okay, it, it is casual, what it is. Yeah. It's casual. It's a casual situation, so I'm not about to go around claiming up on this nigga or saying mm -hmm. that we fuck with each other like that because it's not even nothing that deep. I I don't know why girls take it as a prize. I hate that. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I fuck with this nigga. Why do we do that as, like, a badge of honor? And then if you go ask honor? him, he be like, mm, it wasn't even like this. Yeah, that's the homie, man. We mm -hmm. cool. That's Oh, that is so embarrassing. You ask a nigga if he know you, you be like, oh, girl, yeah, I fuck with him. That's, that's why nigga. you can't be claiming up on these niggas unless you know they fuck with you. Ooh. You can't be telling people that you fuck with somebody unless you know they fuck with you the same and they wouldn't embarrass you if it came up in conversation. Not that's the homie. I'm not gonna lie. I've dashed a homie a nigga before. I have too. I'm gonna dash the homie your ass. All the time. That's the homie. Now, sometimes niggas, I be That's like... That's the name of this episode. <laughs> That's the homie. Sometimes it really just do be the homie. I may have sucked the dick a little bit. He may have had a little coochie a little I bit. I mean, you can, you can suck but the little dick. But that's the homie. 
homie. That's just the homie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call no nigga that I sucked his dick my homie. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. The only it. reason I say I don't know is just because me and one of my exes was real cool. Like, we broke up and we didn't have sex, like, the whole time that we were friends. We was friends for, like, eight years mm. after we broke up and we never had sex again. But, I mean, if you want to be technical, I yes. did suck his dick at one point. At one point, yeah. Yeah, but... Well, I just feel like... We need to stop exaggerating our positions in people's lives. And, and stop, also, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, and just stop dating the same type of person. I feel like women always be dating like, and and I've been, you know, guilty of doing this mm-hmm. too. You'll literally date the same nigga in a different body over and over in a different package. Drag, same nigga, drag different me. package. Drag me, and then wonder why you have fucked up results. <laughs> you literally dating the same type of nigga. He just look different from the I'm other one. I'm fucking weak. But they have similar characteristics. Characteristics, they're literally the same, the person. same person. How do you expect a different result? No, that is true because women you know love what? to date fuck niggas and complain about why they can't get in a relationship. So that goes into unlearning behaviors, though. So unlearning behaviors is also trying to date outside of what you're used to dating. Uh, I you agree. Know? So it's just like, like I said, me, I tried the dating app even though it didn't work, but not for me personally. Me. It's one thing I ain't never deviating again from, and that's the money. The B, it's always I'm gonna be a BDB. It's always be a BDB. <laughs> But I feel like there's certain things you don't have to deviate from. Like, yeah. You, like, that has nothing, to, like, whether a man has money or he's successful, he's ambitious, like, those are, like, to me, well, not, I don't even want to say have money. I'll say somebody who's ambitious and who successful. is driven. Successful. Let's just say successful. Yes, that's the core being of who you are. That is more about you as a person. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, you don't have to have $100 million in the bank for me to date you, but I like to see potential there because I have potential. Mm-hmm. So... That's okay. I feel like you don't have to deviate too far from that path. Like, you don't. Yeah. I agree with you well, on it's that. It's 2022. We is not dating niggas for their potential no more. Well, not potential, but, like, there's people that I'm sure, like, when you met them, they had X amount of money, but then by the end of y'all relationship, they had way more because they were just businessmen. I'm talking, that's what I say. Like, they're already on the path, but mm-hmm. they're not even at their final. They're not at their final, you know, oh, destination. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mind, you know, hopping on a nigga little train and we on our destination together because I'm still growing. I'm mm-hmm. still making more money. So, I don't feel like you have to deviate from the BDBs. One thing that's always going to remain solid is the BDBs, honey. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel like you have to definitely be okay with, like, dating outside of your norm. You know oh. what I mean? Some of the niggas that I think that us as women be attracted to are not husband material. Ooh. And we know and we know that. But we still Ooh. date them anyways expecting that you gonna be the one to be able to change him or get him to marry you. Like, this nigga is not husband material. He ain't marrying no damn body. And you know what it is? But it's not even about that. It's like, he really is not worth marrying. If you really get That's what I'm saying. It. But us as women, we be like, they have everything else. Like, it's like a nigga will check all the other boxes. Like, he'll check the box of being successful. He'll, he might check the box of being fine. He might have some good dick. Mm. He be spending money. You know, he makes sure you, he don't mind investing in your businesses and your ideas and stuff like that. Like, he he's God-fearing. All of these things. Mm. But still, he not husband material. Right. He might be a cheater. Mm. He Or he might just not want to be in a monogamous relationship. And right. if that's something that you want, that's something that you shouldn't bend on, which is a whole another topic in itself because I feel like women be in involuntary... <laughs> not, <laughs> involuntary not monogamous <laughs> relationships all the time. Well, not eating coochie, but just like you in a relationship with your nigga and you monogamous. Right, but, but he, he not. not. Okay, that makes sense. I agree. 
I definitely agree. Like I said, I just feel like, but unlearning behaviors goes into all of that. Like, so what do you think hard. people should do though? To I mean, like I said, for me, I've decided I'm not even gonna lie like that. I was gonna say I'm not gonna date Nigerian men no more. Mm. Not gonna do that. I'm not ready yet. Maybe one day I'll be ready, but I need to maybe. And I'll up. be here to keep Mindy a broken heart. <laughs> Cause one thing about me, baby, I'm gonna find a Nigerian and fall in love, and I'm gonna be crying. And one thing is, cause the one thing about them niggas, they just be oh, they have, oh. the worst. Like they do not believe in monogamy. Mm. Let me not say, let me not generalize and make it a generalization and say all Nigerian men don't believe in monogamy. But you know, a what? good majority. I would say this though. I definitely, when it comes to men, I will say I definitely have a type. I have a type. And I thought I didn't. For a long time, this is what I... You mean like a physical type or you um, just mean like a type in every area? In every area. Because one thing I always have thought about myself, I was like, oh, I don't have a type because they didn't necessarily like look alike. Mm. But when I really like group up my exes and I think about their ways, how they are, for some reason, I don't know why... I said I don't like nonchalant men. I like we all the We need all the chalants, bitch. But you know what's crazy? I find, I went on a date with a man who was not nonchalant. And I was just like... He, he was chalanting. Yes, and I was like, oh, you doing too much. You doing too much. He was mad. You, you was mad because he was with he was chalant. He was chalanting too much. Crazy. It was too much chalant. No, it's no such thing as too much chalant. But that's, that's what that I said. Toxic unlearn, I got to unlearn my behavior. Yes, that's toxic. That is a toxic mindset. It ain't never too much chalant for me. But that's what I'm saying. Be chalant. I know, I know, I know, and it sounds fucked up because I'm fucked up, but I'm so used to like... Like, don't get me wrong, like, for example, like, Big Papa, mm-hmm. he's a nonchalant man, but... He, he ain't chalant? No, but what I say, like, he's very, like... We really over here <laughs> making up a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> they know what the fuck we That be. nigga be chalant. No, no, he definitely does, but when I say that, he's more like, he's, uh, he's very romantic, he's a gentleman, always, like, he's very caring, but when we outside, it's very much... Mm-hmm. He don't talk. Mm. He does not talk. He talks to me. Mm-hmm. He don't talk to nobody. Like, he's very chill and laid back. I thought I wanted a man who was kind of like me. just sit there and smoke his hookah. Okay, bitch. My nigga do. do not smoke yes, hookah. Yes, he do. No, he don't. All right. And I'm going to show him these. I don't I don't care. You act like that's my nigga. What he going to do to me, bitch? He going to say, Drea, no hookah for you tonight. And I'm going to be like, I got my own money, nigga. I got my own motherfucking hooker in my own section. I'm fucking weak. Hold on. <laughs> but, but no, like, you think just because it's a people, that people kill me with that shit just because it's a vape. It's still hookah. It's mini pocket hookah. First of all, it was a prototype of something that he is working on. A prototype of motherfucking hookah. Bitch, you believe everything a nigga say. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I just made that up. I just made that up. Lex, one of them people, a nigga tell her some shit. She gonna be like, girl, he, really he said it's me. not hookah. He said it's a whole new prototype. I'm dead. I really just made that up. That nigga ain't say that shit. He just pulled it out of his pocket and started smoking that bitch. It sounded good, though. It sounded good. But no, but either way it goes, I will say that's a, un, that's a behavior that I need to unlearn. When I meet somebody that's not the usual type of, like, niggas that I'm used to, because I'm not going to lie, you know who called me last night? Football Bay. 
I haven't said the name in a long time. Who is Football that? Who is called that? me Who last is night. That? Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, he called me last I had to night. Think about it. And I always get him and throw back baby mixed up. Yeah. One got CTE and one don't. <laughs> uh so oh, shit, <laughs> they both do. I'm fucking weak. Hold on, let me take a sip, cause. Girl, so anyways, football baby called me last night and he was You ain't just, even take a sip. I'm just my mind, <laughs> because if I take a sip, I'm gonna lose my thought. So yeah, football baby called me last night and he was basically like he was just telling me, like, you know, hyping me up, gassing me up. He's a he's a gentleman, but I will remember he is very he got all the chalance, bitch. He do. He brought me out of my, you know, out of my comfort zone, but it was still like a weird situation for me. But then when it all unfolded, I started having feelings for him. Then he hit me upside the head with some news and I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that moment that I did try to date outside of my norm, I still got fucked over. Right. So for me, I guess, I don't know. I really, you know what I think it is, Dre? I'm not gonna lie to you. I have to meet somebody who is gonna be patient with me and just who is gonna willing to be invested as much as I am and willing to make that commitment because it's going to be a lot for me to unlearn these behaviors, and I'm just going to have to find somebody who is just really going to be patient with me yeah. and figure it out. That's all that it is. I feel you. I just feel like, for me, personally, like, unlearning behaviors has just been, for me, looking at situations and people that I dated in the past and it didn't work. So mm-hmm. it's like, obviously, I need to try something different. Or right. obviously, I need to... Ha- or maybe not even try something different, but I need to shift my mindset. Right, right. It shifts how I look at things mm-hmm. and how I look at dating. Because, obviously, the way I was looking at it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And I think that's what has made it easier for me to unlearn certain things. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't feel like I used to have, like, really toxic ideas about dating. Mm. Because I do feel like I did. And I mean, to a certain extent, I'm Your still young. Good, Thank you, girl. I just mm-hmm. got them done earlier today. Shout Hello. out to Jay. Yeah, she did my... She, you went today, too? Yeah, I went this Oh, morning. you went to our new spot? Yeah. Yeah, I did, too, mm-hmm. I went at 10. You must have came right after me. I went at 11. Mm-hmm. You was right, girl. I just zoomed out the parking lot, Yes, line, girl. I went this morning. Because I was supposed to go yesterday, but then she told me she had to move. I was so. supposed to go yesterday, too. That's crazy. We the same person. Just locked in. Locked period. In. But yes, I'm, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and act like, yeah, like I didn't um, like I don't feel like I used to have. Mm, but who could do mm. What you was eating? Mm, I don't know. I was hoping it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, how she be up in hell. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> like I was saying, yeah, I definitely feel like I used to have like toxic mm-hmm. behaviors and stuff, and I still do to a certain extent, like yeah. stuff that I'm working through. But I acknowledge it, and yes. I think that that's the first step. Is once you acknowledge something, mm. then you could work on it. Right, right. But some, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't even like want to acknowledge right. that they have toxic. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I say this stuff. all the time. I'm not a perfect friend. I'm not a perfect partner, but I have a good heart, right. and I always move with good intentions. Right. So that's why I know that I just cannot settle. I want what I want in a man. Right. And yes, I do need to unlearn some behaviors. And in order for me to find that man, I'm going to have to do things that I never thought I would do. Mm-hmm. But I know I move with a heart of gold. And that's why I just always have faith and confidence. Like, I'm just... I'm The right person going to come the along. The right person going to come along. And it's like the way... Like, I'm still going through my healing process. And I have just made so 
many strides like these past few weeks because like you said we're off tour now i've got to slow down and really meditate and get into a different mind frame and i'm gonna talk about what happened to me later y'all i got another story for y'all but you know but that's the thing about life though you have to give yourself grace like mm. i think people don't give themselves enough grace like right. you know you have been through a lot this past year you have had a lot going on mm. so it's like you have to give yourself grace when it comes to dating and stuff and you have to date people who will give you grace right Say it again? You have to date people that will give you grace. Because mm. when you're going through shit or when you've been through something, you're not going to be, you might not always be the best version of yourself. And mm. you need to date somebody who can understand it. You need to, not and not even just date. Like, when I, I'm talking about relationships in general, you need to date people like that. You need to be around people like that. Your friends, all that stuff. All, you know what I mean? But, but I want to talk about that. We need to surround ourselves with people who will love us when we are not at our best state. Mm -hmm. That is very fucking important. Yep. Because if I'm at my lowest, I don't I'm I don't need to be kicked down more. And I don't need you telling me, "Oh, Lex, you're not acting like yourself. Oh, you tripping all the time." I don't need that. I need mm. you to understand, okay, she's not acting like she normally does. So instead of me making her feel bad, let me ask her what she needs. "Hey, what do you need from me? Do you need me to be around more or do mm -hmm. I need to back up?" We need to start. If you really care about somebody, I tweeted this the other day. Y'all don't know how to be good fucking friends. Mm -hmm. Let's just start with that. Outside of these niggas and dating, y'all don't know how to be good fucking friends. Yeah. Because if a friend is going through something and they start doing things that maybe aren't normal, you should just ask, okay, mate, this is... This is kind of off, but let me just ask her why or what does she need me to do as a friend? Mm -hmm. How can I, you know, get her through this or get him through this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that is the most important thing about being a good friend is like loving people at their lowest, even yeah. in a relationship as well. Mm -hmm. Good point that you made. Glad yes, you said that. I agree. So if y'all have any tips on how we can unlearn behaviors, let us know. Yes, let us know. So... What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P, and I'm here to talk to y'all about Etsy.com. Now, y'all know I love home decor, but the best thing about when you walk in my house, everything is customizable. So you can't just go to the store and get this. You have to go to Etsy.com. And the best part about it is that you're supporting small businesses. Yes, most people that are on Etsy.com are small business owners. Yes, that's what I love about Etsy. Things that you find in my house you can't find nowhere else, whether it's fashion, decor, personalized gifts, whatever. I get everything from Etsy.com. New to Etsy? Use code MARY10. That's M-E-R-R-Y-1-0 at checkout for 10% off of your first purchase. That's MARY10. Maximum value of $50. Offer ends December 31st, 2022. See terms at Etsy.com slash terms. For gift of all kinds, Etsy has it. Shop Etsy.com. It's holiday season. Get your gift on. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P, and I'm here to talk to y'all about BetterHelp. Y'all know technology has gotten so advanced for aunties, so old therapy is out the window. You can do therapy from the comfort of your own home now, y'all. I be laying in bed getting my therapy on. So, as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out 
a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be any simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. What you're going to do is go to betterhelp.com backslash poor minds. You're going to take a quick questionnaire. They're going to ask you all these questions, what kind of therapist that you want, this and that. And they're going to connect you with somebody ASAP. And the best part about it is if you don't click with your therapist that much, they can get you a new one as soon as possible. So you're going to go to betterhelp.com backslash poor minds. That's better H-E-L-P.com backslash poor minds to get 10% off of your first month. If you have never tried therapy, this is your sign to do it now. You do it from the comfort of your own home. There's no excuses. Betterhelp.com. For this second topic, we're going to be talking about projecting. Mm. Like, are you projecting? Mm -hmm. Do you know how to know if you're projecting? We're going to talk about signs of knowing if you're projecting. And we're just going to talk about projecting in general because I feel like it's something that everybody does sometimes. I I think it's nobody walking this earth that's not guilty of projecting. You know what I mean? Or haven't projected before. I feel like it's something everybody is doing. But I didn't know that it could be good and bad. I think I always associated projecting with bad. Mm -hmm. And obviously, well, not obviously, but we just learned that, you know, you could project in a good way as well. Well, I'll say this. I'm I'm the biggest hater that you ever met. Not I'm the biggest fuck. hater that you've I'm, seen thus far. I am the biggest hater you ain't ever met in your Lex, motherfucking that life. Terrible. That's not a good title. I'm to not. Have. I'm not saying that it's good. Now, have I grown from that? Absolutely. I used to be the well, and let me say used to. I'm sorry, but I also said this in the past episode. That rose, baby. Ooh, okay, your birth. So, <laughs> look, you went to my like. <laughs> but no, I will say this. I used I used to be a big hater. I was a big hater. I was the girl who was talking down on everything that I couldn't do. And then That's as soon as I was able, sure. yes, and as soon as I was be able, as soon as I was able to do it, I did all that shit. Mm-hmm. Everything I used to talk shit about. Every I, I swear to you, everything I used to talk shit about. Bitch, I, I started to do it. I, I tell, <laughs> when I tell y'all, I used to be on it. He was talking about I swear to you. No, listen, I'm talking about like. I'm so glad my old Twitter is deleted. I used to be on there talking about girls who would get plastic surgery. I used to be talking about girls with fake titties. I used to be talking about all that shit, like craziness. So we're going to talk about projecting and how to know the difference. So let's start off with like a positive projection because you did say there's a difference. So what is a positive projection? Um, So a positive projection could be like you're putting, like you're projecting empathy on somebody okay. or generosity, gratitude. Okay. Um, so, but that would be like, so say you're not a touchy-feely person. You're not, right? Yeah, I'm right. So a positive projection would be like, oh, my gosh. Somebody be like, yeah, Drea, she don't do like this. And I'm like, no, Drea loves to hug and touch me and hold my hand all the time. But you really don't do that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're projecting something onto them that they actually lack, that they don't have. Right, but you, you so it's just really trying to see the good in somebody, mm-hmm. technically. So yeah. it's not a bad I, thing, I feel like but with- that could cause delusion. You think so? Yeah, because if I'm projecting onto you like you're such this good person and like say I love hugs, but honestly when I come around you, you're not hugging me because you want to. Oh, I am a little burpy. (laughs) You're not hugging me because you want to. You're hugging me because you know I'm going to come around. Here come Lex with this hug. So in my head, I've created a reality that Drea is touchy-feely and she likes to hug me. So I've projected that onto you and created a false reality. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I mean, it does, because I think that is part of projection, too. Like, people that project all the time usually do create false reality. Yeah, you're creating a false reality. So, mm-hmm. even though it's a positive, you're making a positive attribute to this person, it's not fucking true. Yeah, that's true. But then I look at it like sometimes maybe, too, projecting that onto a person all the time could make them more of that type of person. Mm-hmm. It could Over have time. a positive effect. It yeah, like positive, positive reinforcement. It's positive right. effect. So, you could be like, you know what? My girl need a hug today. So, mm-hmm. obviously, she coming to hug me. Let me hug her. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it can, it, look, look. And that's me. I got to unlearn my behavior because I'm always thinking a negative bitch. Yeah. I'm a motherfucking hater. <laughs> I see. And so, then going into the next level of projection, which is a negative projection. Yes. So, when we talk about projection, it says, um, most of the time, this is what people are talking about. So, that's when you're talking about negative qualities. So, if I can say... Yeah, I know Drea paid her rent late. She always paid her rent late because I'm bitch. I pay my rent late, but I don't even know if she paid her rent late or mm-hmm. not. Like you just say that you. Uh, yeah, she probably do. I mean, look at her. She don't ever be at home. She always out of town. I ain't never seen her work. But I'm just saying that because that's the lifestyle I'm living. Right. And I'm just saying this for example because baby rent always paid. But I'm just mm-hmm. using an example of projection. So for me, and I'll use myself for example. Y'all know I'm very transparent. I used to be like, oh my god, I think plastic surgery is so weird. If y'all want this, like, why are y'all doing that? It's so but deep down inside, bitch, I wanted that shit so motherfucking bad. I was yeah. trying to convince myself that I didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And when I talk, and I'm just using surgery for an example. And let me say this: the first surgery I ever wanted, I always wanted my boobs done. So it was mostly about like my boobs. I'm like, oh, God gave you this and this and that. But honestly, this is something that I have been struggling with since I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I I didn't feel like a child when I went in public because people were always gawking at me and talking about my chest. Mm-hmm. So I felt some type of way about it. And I just, when the other my other friends, we would go to school, they got to wear certain tops. I didn't get to wear those tops because I was so curt. I looked like a grown woman. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was always like, as soon as I get some money, I'm going to get my boobs done in the back of my mind. But you can't say that out loud because it's like, you're going to change your body? Oh, my God. Why you can't? I used to say it all the time. Like, right. like, I can't wait to get my titties done. I'm tired of not having no titties. Right, but I'm saying, like, for me and how I grew up, you know, yeah. we grew up in different type of areas. So for me, it was just like... Well, shit, I feel like with how you grew up, I would think that it would have been more accepted because they been getting surgery well, no, long before well, we I'm started. Not, well, let me not say with my friends. I'll say like yeah. with my family. Mm-hmm. Like super Southern, very like, they don't do none of that stuff. You know, like nothing. Like me and my sister were probably like, oh, I didn't mean to put my sister on play. Sorry, girl. But me and my sister were like the first people in our family to like, alter our bodies yeah. like that. Like nobody in my family has ever gotten plastic surgery like that. Mm-hmm. So... That was just me projecting because I low-key wanted Same, but surgery. I was going to start the trend in the family. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So, for me, I was just trying... I was trying to convince myself that this... You shouldn't want this. You shouldn't... But... I was just projecting, and I was a very, I was a hater. Mm-hmm. Every time I seen a girl walk in, she had some little bitty perky titties, I would be mad as fuck. Mm-mm, and I was like, that shit, not even, that shit don't even look good on you, bitch. And she be looking fire as fuck whole time. That's crazy. But I was young. I was very young. Now, when I got older, I was like, damn, that bitch look good. Okay. Yeah. I see what the fuck going on with you hoes. Y'all got the cheat code. I'm just thinking y'all hoes is naturally got per. Y'all was lying to me, though. I didn't know the cheating. Yeah, bitches was getting You hoes ain't tell me y'all was getting surgery. So once I got up on the real surgery, I was like, okay. 
Yeah. I got y'all. Like, the girls been getting surgery for a while. Mm-hmm. The, the ones who know, know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so a good example of, like, projection, because I want to give an example, would mm-hmm. be, like, a, a husband that be cheating or a boyfriend that be cheating all the time. Right, right. But then he swear you cheating on him. Mm, that's and you could be the, And you could be the most faithful, you could be the most faithful woman in the world. Don't give your man no reason to believe mm. that you out here stepping and fucking with other niggas. But he swear that you're cheating on him, but that's because that's his guilty conscience and he projecting. That's me. That's me. I'm like, nigga, I know you outside. Whole time, it's me that's outside. Okay. Damn. Nasi. Hey. I'm telling you, I'm un... This is a whole... This is a therapy episode. I'm unlearning behavior. Why do you think you do that, though? Because like, you know what? Is it because... Because my thing is, when I do shit that I know I ain't supposed to do, I just don't say nothing about it. I don't... You know like, what? I ain't gonna even accuse you of doing it because I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to put that energy into the air because I feel like if I say something to you about the fact that you doing it, then your ass might start thinking that I'm doing it. And if I know I'm doing it, I just ain't gonna say anything. Let me say this. Honestly, and I'm being 100 right now since we're keeping honest episode I don't be cheating like that like anymore yeah do did I used to like when I was younger absolutely I'm not gonna lie but I am looking for you know something real something mm-hmm. with quality but in my insecure younger days of dating I absolutely would do that because you know what it was because I felt like you know what if I can go out here and do this he can be doing it as well mm-hmm. and that's what but that's what projecting is just because you are being a a bad person, person doesn't mean that person is being bad, but I have that everybody mentality. everybody are not bad people. Right, so I have the mentality of if I can go and cheat on him, then he can definitely go and cheat on me. Because if we're feeling the same about each other, then that means if I'm feeling this way, then he's feeling that way too. And that's just not true. Mm. That's just not the truth. And I had to get... Now, that's a behavior that I definitely had to unlearn. Mm-hmm. But that was from a fucked up relationship I was in from when I was like 20 to like 22. Mm. Terrible man. And he's very down bad, and I love that for him. Mm. All right. So, it says project- <laughs> projection is actually denial of your dark side. So, Ooh. like, a lot of people project because they don't want to accept their flaws and negative traits. Yes. And it, because it bruises your ego Ooh, or whatever. Oh, it does. Because, mm. you know, you want to feel like... I used to but want... I feel like as a person, you can't... Anybody, to me, that think that they don't have no flaws, that's a flaw. And you be the most flawed person. Yeah, that's a flaw. To think you don't have no flaws. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, And we're not talking about, like, physical. physical. No, we're no, not talking yeah. about physical shit. Yeah. We're talking about internal shit. Everybody got some internal shit that they could be Thanks. working on. I think for me, you know what it was? I was, I got surrounded by, at one point in my life, like, I was just, like, not hanging around with, like, the right group of people, and I was just doing the wrong things. I used to literally, like, drink. When I was working at the strip club, I'm not going to lie, the people I was surrounded with, it was really bad. Mm -hmm. That was probably the lowest point in my life outside of when I first moved out here, because that was a different low. That was, like, broke low. Mm -hmm. That low that I went through when I was working at the strip club was, like, a mental low. So... With that being said, I was surrounded by people like, yeah, Lex, you good. You're doing right. You're living right. This is this this is the life you're supposed to be living. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm not doing nothing but selling bottles and getting drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing right. I literally flunked out of college. I was at U of H at first. Mm-hmm. I was fucking my life up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, yeah, that has a lot to do with why I thought I was this perfect person. I'm like, I'm that bitch. Because people were telling you, because people was telling me I was that bitch. Instead of being like, okay, 
Lex, what are you doing with your life? What's the next fucking steps? I didn't really start talking about the next steps in my life until, you know, me and you started hanging out. We was like, okay, bitch, what we finna do? Like, mm-hmm. like, what's the next steps? And we was like, man, you right. Like, you, I do need to go to Atlanta. And I do need to, like, try to make a career and start some shit. Like, I was yeah. like, okay, I need to surround myself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So that's what was really holding me back, too. Like, just being surrounded by people who made me feel like I wasn't flawed. So I felt like I was this perfect person. But that's person. because, again, with projection, right. they're in the same environment as you doing the same thing. So they don't want to feel like anything is wrong with them, or they probably or might not. You know what Speak I mean? On that. So then they telling you, you doing a great job. Babe. Bitch, you doing, doing a, a good, good job. job. Bitch, you, you doing, doing a good, good job. <laughs> because they think that they doing a good job, or they're trying to convince themselves yes. that they're doing a good job. Speak on it. And so I think that that's what that was too. Facts. I don't know. I feel like for me, I be knowing shit wrong with me. I just don't be knowing how to change it. Mm. If that makes sense. Like You're I think that's, I think that's always been like my one of my biggest issues. It's like I could know something wrong and I need to work on it, but then I'd be like, but bitch. How do I work on it? Or I feel like in the past, I just used to feel like that's too much work. I need to work on it, but that's too much work. Right, 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 right. Because right. I feel like I get irritated so easily. Like, and I always been that way. I think now that I'm getting older, it's not as bad as it used to be. But I literally used to get, I mean, people annoying as fuck to me. Mm. Everybody. No matter who you are. Now, I'm, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying for real, though. It don't matter who you are. Everybody is annoying to me. Like, mm-hmm. and I get annoyed easily. And so... I think we're both like that, too. Yeah. But I think that's why we get along, because we be, like, over here, and everybody be over there. We be like... <laughs> Um, irritated. Well, yeah. Irritated. <laughs> Ready to go. Because one thing about Don't us, talk is, us we going to be in the corner laughing. We going to be in the corner, just the two of us. <laughs> just, the, just the motherfucking two of us. Javier going to need to insert that <laughs> Just the two of us. In the motherfucking corner, bitch. Everybody else going to be over there having a good time. I'm telling you. But I get yes, it, though. I get it. It's like, but I think, yeah, you have to, again, like kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, you have to recognize what's wrong with you and work actually make take the steps to work on it mm. because it's one thing to recognize it like I said earlier okay that's good that you recognize it that's the first step but then you actually need to take the steps to change things mm. and to work on things and I think I used to really have a problem with it or like I said not necessarily have a problem with it but just didn't want to do it because mm-hmm. it takes a lot. Let's be real, bitch. Changing the growth yourself? that I've had in the past few years that it take work. It take a you lot of work. A lot of growth, though. Thank I think we, we both have. No, we though. both have for sure. I mean, for sure. the people that we were when we met each other versus now yeah. is two completely different mm-hmm. people. Like I think, and I think it shows in everything. It shows in our friendship, how our business has grown. Like when you really water something and care for it, like mm-hmm. we did with our friendship, it shows. Like yeah. you know, in the results of things. You and know? you have to want to be a better person. Like you have mm-hmm. to be actively seeking that mm-hmm. every day. Like I want to be better. I want to be a better person. I want to grow. I want to change. Like I know it's certain shit about me that is less than desirable, and I need to work on that shit and do the work to change it. Mm-hmm. But yeah projecting to me it's just not it's something that we all do though it's it's something that everybody does but I think when you recognize that you're doing it nip that shit in the bud Mm -hmm. that needs to become a habit for people and and when I say this it's for everybody that's why it means like 
when you see a picture of me or Drea or any other woman or any other man, stop being like, oh, why did they do this? And why? Stop being negative and ask yourself, why do I feel the need to make this comment about this person? Mm-hmm. When you feel look like... Inward. Look When you feel like saying something negative, especially to a stranger that doesn't know you from a can of paint, stop yourself before you leave that negative comment and ask, you know what? Why am I saying this? Mm -hmm. What is the root of this? And why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so strongly about this? And I guarantee you, 99% of the time, it's going to be an issue that you have within yourself. Yep. If you look inward, you're going to find the problem every fucking time. I swear to God. Mm -hmm. Every time. So let us know the examples of y'all projecting and how you've gotten over it. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P, and I have a very special announcement to make. Now, as you know, we're moving into a whole new studio. We about to have all new everything. So, we wanted to hear from y'all. So, if you have something you want to get off your chest, something that's bothering you, whatever you want to say, you have suggestions, anything, we are having a segment that we're adding to the show. So, what you're going to do is you're going to call a number and leave us a voicemail. Now, y'all know I don't like when y'all get long-winded and shit. Don't be calling, leaving no 10-minute voicemail and nothing like that. So call, leave us a voicemail. Like I said, if you want to get something off your chest, you have a suggestion for the show. And honestly, y'all can start leaving voicemails right now because I'm trying to figure out what I want to name the segment. You know, me and Dre have been brainstorming a little bit. So call this number, 678-827-1826. That's 678-827-1826. 1826. And if you leave a good voicemail, you're going to be featured on Poor Minds. So let us know what we should name the segment. If y'all have any ideas, leave them in the comments below. Talk to y'all soon. So, so now, now we, we gon' get into the bed. Hey. The bed. Bow. The bed. Bow. 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 bow, bow. Was that a remix? I don't know. This is what I was feeling. Today. We gonna do it right there. It's a remix. Oh. Well, you did the little dance too. So I, I thought it was like remixing this shit. So today, I wanted to talk about soul ties. But not just a regular soul tie. A sexual soul tie. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is, that's always been the only tie I acknowledge. Okay. <laughs> You are horny. No, I'm not horny. I think it was lack of information. Like, I just always assume, like, when people will talk about soul ties, I always will just think about you have soul ties with people when y'all be fucking. Emotional soul ties are very, like... Okay, but I felt like that's where it came from, though. Because hmm. for me personally, and I'm just speaking on myself, I don't really be having emotions for niggas that I ain't fucking. Yeah, yeah. I've had a situation where I was, like, emotionally tied to somebody and we weren't um, having sex. And it was just emotional. It was, like, an emotional thing. Sex never came? No. And I didn't even want to fuck him. He was cool as fuck. He just wasn't my Mm. type. But... And, but you know what? I take that back because it wasn't a soul tie. I was just really, like, I wanted him around. And he was like, look, I want to (laughs) fuck. Like, what's up? Yeah, I emotions can come, you know what I mean? Um, you can have emotions, but I've never felt like, like, I've had emotions for niggas that I didn't have sex with, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like it was like a soul, soul tie. tie. Right. Because that's deep. A soul tie is very Until deep. Until we was fucking. So I just always assumed it was only sexual soul ties, but now I know it's a lot of other forms of soul ties as well. Right. So, first of all, 
Let's let's let me read this real quick. So we got this. This is an article that we're reading, and it says soul ties affect each of us differently. Most men find it easier to get over a soul tie compared to women, but that might be the case as men have been conditioned not to be emotional. Okay, mm. so this is just a soul tie in general. So. I am talking about sexual soul ties. We're going to talk about sexual soul ties mm-hmm. today. Because y'all have to realize, Spice Girls was on to something when they said, when two become one, your your bodies I are I thought you was about to say, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friend. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe Are I, they horny? No, I thought it meant, like, if you want to be my lover, you got to be cool with my friends. You've got to get why haven't we never sang that? I don't know. If you want my future, vote getting my past. If you wanna get with me, but I make it laugh. You no. would know all the words. Because no, literally me. all I know is if you wanna be my lover, <laughs> you gotta get with my friend. Gotta get with my friend. That's literally all I know is the chorus. Okay, my bad. So anyway. But you would know the entire song. Don't play with me when it comes to the Spice Girls. On brand. <laughs> Very on brand for me. <laughs> so anyway, so I'll I'll say this. I feel like sexual soul ties. It can happen when... I feel like it happens more to women. But you know what? Let me not even say this because it happens to men too. Because when you come across that real, some real, real good pussy, you be having a sexual assault. No, listen. Listen. Let me, finish. Horny. Let, me, let, let me finish though. Women be getting like digmatized. You know, we have that saying where women get digmatized and you be fucking with this nigga over and over. He's not good for you. He's no good, but you keep fucking him. That's because it's a physical soul tie. Physical soul ties don't have to be deep. You're looking at it too deep, Drea. What I'm saying is if you're having sex with somebody continuously, you don't want to fuck with them no more. They don't bring nothing to the table. You don't like their personality. Hell, you might not even be attracted to them, but it's something about that sex. It's like a drug and it's addicting to you. That is a physical soul tie that is a demon that you need to get rid of. Let out! It ain't me! Damn, the fuck is this an exorcism? I gotta let it out of you! That's you what it is. You gotta get that dick off your mind. That, say it again! Get that dick off your mind. Hello! One more time! Get that dick off your mind. I'm telling you, and it's that's why I said, Drea, it's not even supposed to be that deep. It's just that dick is hypnotizing you. That pussy Ow. got you in a whirlwind. She got me so hypnotizing with her body moving round and round. <laughs> you heard, Akon. Anyway. I'm telling you. I definitely believe in sexual soul ties. I do. I feel like that's the only time I ever felt like I had a soul tie with niggas. Because the dick had you sprung. The dick. I mean, you, among other things. But it was but mostly the dick. I just think that when you have sex with people, like, you're not meant to have sex with a lot of people. I really do believe that as I get older. Okay. You're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to be having sex with a lot of people because when you have sex with people, you're transferring energy. Mm, mm. And then if this person have bad energy, they transferring it on to you and vice versa. Like you're literally like when you have sex with somebody, that's like the closest you ever get to being one with a person. Yeah, thanks. So, it's just kind of like, you're not supposed to have that experience with everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like that's why you could be fucking the wrong nigga, and that shit be fucking with your mood. Ooh. 
fucking with your fucking with your energy. You be like, and then you can't you can't understand. Like you like, bitch, why am I in this funk? Why am I feeling like that? Because that nigga done transferred his negative ass energy I'm onto telling you while that y'all juju. was fucking. It's that that you know they got witchery. It's that dickery. I'm telling you, it's that coochery too. It's that coochery, that bitch. coochie be coochering. That coochie, it's a coochery board, bitch. It be cutting the fuck up. It do. It be cutting it the do. fuck up. And so this is how coochery. you. I'm not gonna lie. I have to. I am going through a situation, but it's not. It wasn't a physical soul tie. It's actual, just like a soul tie. It's a lot, and I didn't realize it was a soul tie because he actually brought it to my attention mm. because he's like reading some book right now. He feels, uh, you know, educated, whatever. So, um, he. So these are the signs. I'm just gonna read a few of them. If you have a soul tie, this is how you know you have a soul tie. I'm just not. I'm not gonna read all of them. Just a few. You're unable to break away from thinking about that person. The connection brings up negative feelings between you and your partner, such as anger or jealousy. So it's just like, anytime you think of them, you're like, oh my God, I can't imagine him being out having drinks right now because what if a girl is talking to him? Or what if a nigga is talking to her? Like, Mm -hmm. if you think about your partner, you automatically think negative things like, oh my God, he's with somebody else. It's a bad soul tie. And I'm talking about bad soul ties right now, okay? You desire to stay in the relationship even if it doesn't serve you. We just talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. That goes in with being delusional and unlearning behaviors, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to read this one. You st- I'm, this is the last one I'm going to read, then we're going to go on to how to break it. You start losing yourself or feeling lost in the relationship. You may also start neglecting your friends or personal interests for this person. I think this is a good one, too. You begin to fantasize about the person or relationship, even if they are not someone you would generally be attracted to. Yeah, you create a fantasy world. The mm-hmm. delusion that we were talking about earlier. And that's why I said, don't get me wrong, I talk about that's this all the time. That's how you know it's real, though. I cannot stand a girl who is like, oh, we going to the club tonight. Oh, I'm bringing my man. Oh, my man got to come. I hate that. If you can't go out or spend time with your friends without your man or a girl that just, every time I talk to you, like, oh, yeah, well, my man, my man. Like, girl, can we have a normal conversation? I'm asking if you want broccolini or not. You talking about, oh, he love broccolini, bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So if your whole world centers around another human being, you're not doing your relationship right. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you, have you had a soul tie before? Mm-hmm. How, how did you get rid of your soul tie? Girl, I don't know, to be honest. I just feel like time. I feel like time heals all. Mm. Like, I'm a, I'm a very... I have a lot of discipline. You That's, do. You definitely do. Yeah. I Me? Have a, I have so a lot much. of... I have a lot of discipline, and I'm an extremist mm. in a lot of ways. So, I feel like when I decide that someone is not good for me or I no longer need them around me or need them in my life, I cut people off cold turkey. Mm. Like, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it would be easy for everybody, but that's always my method. Mm-hmm. I stop talking to people altogether. Right. I cut them off. I block, I might block them. I don't, I try not to look at their social media and stuff for a while. Like, I do all that I feel like I need to do to get them off of my mind. And even though I might want to, I might have those desires to want to reach out to the person or text them or whatever, I just don't. I tell myself no or I occupy myself. I'm real big on occupying myself with other things when I'm going through shit like that just so that I don't reach out to the person. Because I feel like when you have a lot of idle time, 
you that's might end when, up doing some shit that you regret. Right. So I try to keep myself busy when I'm going through shit, like and hang around people who are gonna keep my mind do things that are gonna keep my mind mm-hmm. off of this toxic individual or this situation. Because if I gotta go through these type of steps to not fuck with you. I don't need to fuck with you. Right, Like, right. my mind is in the right place. If I got to do all of this to, to not, to not with fuck with you and to get rid of you, you not a good person for me. And that's good that you said that because when they say how to break soul ties, they said practice active detachment mm-hmm. without reacting or responding to your emotions. So when you want to go look at his page or when you want to call him, you just got to calm down in the mm-hmm. moment and be like, don't do this. You're going to thank me later. You're going to thank me tomorrow. And give yourself step by step. Like, be like, okay, I'm not going to call him today. Just get through each day at a time. Mm -hmm. What we do is we think too far in the head. We start thinking about, oh, in three months, is he going to miss me? or Girl, think about just getting through day one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to become, and then they say also, the first thing of breaking a soul tie, especially a sexual soul tie, is acknowledging that there's one there. So you have to say, you have to openly admit, like, okay. Me. Yes, you have to be like, you know what? I have a tie to this person. Look, that dick done tied me down. Mm-hmm. That coochie done tied me down, and I needs to be free. Released. Released. So you have to acknowledge to that freedom. it's even there. To freedom. Because when I tell you that dick done had me in a chokehold, mm-hmm. I'm ready to be free. Yeah. What Jennifer Hudson said I've been movie? freed. I've I been don't want to be free. I want to be free. I took the shackles off. Now I can dance. Hey, Amen. Hello? And I'm trying to dance. Right now, I'm just doing a little shuffle. I'm you trying to groove. A little shimmy. Yeah, I'm trying to groove in this bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's coming. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, they also recommend, like, therapy. So, speaking to whatever spiritual advisor that you trust. So, like, if that's a pastor for you, a therapist, a spiritual guide, or whatever you want to do, you got to talk to somebody. One thing that I have learned that's helped me is talking to people, but also journaling about it as well. Mm-hmm. You have to get it out, because keeping things in your thoughts is not going to help. It's tonight. It's Write not it down, good. talk about it, do all that shit. You yes. know what I'm saying? Period. Period. Ooh, what the hell? So, if y'all have a, a sexual soul tie that you know is not serving you in the right purpose, let that shit go. Use these I steps. I think you better and let it go. Let it go. It's looking like another love TKO. Legs. Okay. Sorry. We got to speed this along. We'd have been real Licks. Check. This was the first episode we had with just us, so I'm excited. Licks, but like, what's tea? Uh, uh, Did you tell them how you about to uh, drop your... Yeah, I'm about to... I'm really about... Y'all think I'm playing. I'm really about to do an album. Y'all, Lex say she about to drop her album. I'm about to drop the Y'all most, know we about to... I'm about to drop the most fire R&B and rap. I decided I'm going to rap on that hoe, too. You can rap. Hell yeah. Y'all know we about to move to like our new studio or whatever. And so the new studio actually has like a booth. Hmm. And Lex says she about to hop in the booth. I cannot believe they let us, they left us out the BT cipher. Bro, we would what and, the fuck? and and they use the hot girl beat. And you know that's my shit. That's our song. You know, we're gonna release boys, a cipher. Baby, you got We're gonna do a cipher on the hot girl beat. And we're going to drop it on you. I mean, we're going to do it at the new studio and just drop it on YouTube to let BET knows don't play with us next year. We going to... Okay. We don't got nothing else to do, bitch. We Jeez. got shit to do. I don't know why you would say something like that. So this. now we going to get into, into the bitch. Uh, oh, okay. The oh, bop. the bop. <laughs> the bop. Hey. Damn, maybe I am horny. Okay. 
Maybe I am. Because okay. why would I say the bed and we just talked about the bed? Facts. I don't know, but I'm glad you admit that. Um, all uh, right. I be wilding, child. So my bop of the week is a song by Alex Vaughn. It's called So Be It. Um, and it's basically a song just saying like, you know, she's trying to deny her feelings about this man mm-hmm. and she can't deny it anymore. Um She's trying to tell, convince herself that he is her, just her friend, and it's not like that. But she's not doing a good job of convincing herself. Mm-hmm. Alex Vaughn, so be it. It's super fire. It definitely gives you those vibes. So if you want to be in your feelings and cry like I love to do, this is the song for you. Alex Vaughn, so be it. Period. So be it then. Okay. Okay, so I like this song. It's by Blast. <gasps> okay. And I thought it was Blixed. Is it Blixed? I don't know. <laughs> I always feel like even when people spell they shit like that, like they want you to pronounce it the right way. They're trying to make it like a different... Blacks. I'm lying. Do anybody in the room know how you pronounce it? It's blast. I'm right. So he got this song called Die Hard with Kendrick Lamar (laughs) and Amanda Reefer. Okay. Reefer. All right. But yeah, I really like Blast and I like Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Kendrick Lamar hardest fuck to me. I, I, I remember I went to one of his... Lamar listener. Really? That's crazy. When I was like 22, I went to South by Southwest uh-huh. in Austin. Mm. Me and my friend, me and my best friend at the time, we went to like a Kendrick Lamar concert. It was back when... What was the name of that album? I can't remember. But the one that... Bitch Mad, don't kill my vibe. Mad... Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. So... I used to love Kendrick Lamar back in the day, but I used to be a J. Cole stand back in the day, too. I love J. Cole. But I'm saying, like, yeah, you probably wouldn't you think that crazy? I was, like, listening to them, but I really used to listen to both of them all the time. Like, now that I'm older, I don't really be listening to them. I'm not gonna lie. It really pissed me off that people slept on J. Cole's verse on Be A Song London because he has so many bars in that song, and it was like, he was hitting punchline after punchline. You know what I think it is, though? A lot of J. Cole's punchlines go over people's heads, so they don't realize what the fuck he's saying or what he's talking about. But I'm not gonna lie, his verse on Bia's song was literally like, flames. But, you know, people, I'm not, and this is not no shade to nobody, but mumble rap is popular right now, which I get it. It is. But I like the fact that, you know, him and Kendrick have stayed in their lane and they don't don't try to conform to what, you know, people expect or want them to do. Yeah, and then speaking of Kendrick Lamar, like, I loved his last album. Mm -hmm. Did we ever say Rich Spirit was like our rap album? Oh, my God. I don't know, but that's the fucking... I can't remember, but... About banger, yeah. Ooh, I used to run that hole on raping. Used to, I still do. Sheesh. But yeah, shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Shout out to Blast mm-hmm. and Amanda Girl. Amanda, maybe Risa. go look up some of your other music. Period. Ooh. Um. All right. The holidays came early this year, ladies. If you're still not sure what to get the man in your life, then look no further than our friends at Manscaped. The leading men's hygiene brand just launched new products that your man will actually use, including their new shower time favorite, the Body Buffer. It's time to give the man in your life the gift of smooth balls and a good shower time experience this holiday season. Get free shipping and 20% off by going to manscaped.com and using code POORMINDS at checkout. Harry Jingle Balls are a thing of the past with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside of the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0 this this electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin safe technology candy cane balls are no more it's also waterproof so he can use it in the shower it's like a gift to yourself with less mist tis the season to load up on manscaped products 
So get your man, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Every guy has Manscaped on their wish list. Get him products he'll actually use this holiday season. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code POORMINDS. Get your man a gift you will both enjoy, the gift of Manscaped. His jingle balls will thank you. Okay, so we haven't done a show breakdown in a really long time. Ciao. A really long time. But we had to talk about this because this show was absolutely crazy. So we watched Dahmer on Netflix, which is basically about um, Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer, killer. Uh, the cannibalist, the rapist, uh, everything. Everything horrible that when you think of a terrible person, of a monster, of somebody that you're scared scared of, this is basically what it is. Now, basically, like, well, personally for me, I had never heard of Jeffrey Dahmer until I watched the documentary or whatever. Mm. Like, I was familiar with other serial killers, like, of course, like, Ted Bundy, mm. John Wayne Gacy. But I was, like, not familiar with Jeffrey Dahmer. You know I had never heard of him before until I watched the documentary. And then, of course, like, I started Googling shit and fell into a black hole. Right. Finding out stuff about him. But, you know, I I knew about Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I, I did not know that he targeted colored people. Like... I well, my, color, I like people say, of color. Well, I would I say, yeah, say. minorities just mind, because yeah. he, not only was he just killing, like, black men, his the majority of his victims were black men, but he also was, like, killing, like, he killed, like, an Asian yeah, boy. He yeah. killed um, a Hispanic, few Latino yeah. people. So, so yeah. I would say... I and didn't. I didn't know white people too. Yeah, I didn't know about the details of his story, mm. but I knew who he was. And I'm not gonna lie, this sounds really bad, just because his name was always being dropped in rap songs. It was. Yes. Like who? Um, J- Juicy J and Katy Perry song. I eat your heart out, like Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. He said, like Nicki had. <laughs> No, Nikki has said his name too. Like that was like a thing. Like they used to like name drop him all the time. They did. Yes, literally. There's an article out right now. I think it has all the artists that said something about him. That's crazy, y'all. I did not know. Uh, let me look. Like, I mean, I can look it up real quick. So that's that was like honestly, like I said, I had heard about him before, just because he was always getting. Um, Katy Perry, Keisha, and Eminem. Yeah, it's like a lot of lyrics. Kesha, my bad. Kesha, her name was Kesha. Yeah. Oh, I thought they had the actual quotes. Um, but yeah, like, the whole fucking shit was insane to me. I honestly... Oh, Kesha dropped her song, like you said. Cannibal. Cannibal, it says, Be too sweet and you'll be a goner. Yep, I'll pull a Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> That's crazy. A, a wild girl. Why would she say that? I mean, but it was a lot of lyrics like that. It was a lot. I really want to find some more of the lyrics. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay. Here it goes. That's what he said. Um, she'll eat your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what Juicy J said. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj says, all his friends try to kill it. Eat it. J.A. Dahmer. Nicki, you a wild girl. <laughs> What's up? I don't know. Uh, do it say? I don't no, think it don't so. say it don't what song say. it's from. And it, oh, it's a song by Future back in 2018. Oh, okay. What and did Eminem it, say? Y'all know how I feel about Eminem Eminem now. said, I could be a Dalai Lama and become a bring drama, a step beyond a Jeffrey Dahmer. A step beyond a Jeffrey Dahmer? Of course the white man said that. I, Eminem, you don't surprise me. 
But they, and why they said in the article talking about well, what do we expect for someone who rapped about murdering? Because why would you say a step beyond Jeffrey Dahmer? Okay, we already ra- Black Eyed Peas. Oh, this is crazy. DDD La Da Da Killer on the Loose Like I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. Y'all are wild. Y'all don't even care if it rhymes. Y'all like, I'm, no, in the, I'm in the kitchen cooking work. I'll kill you, Jeffrey Dahmer. No, what? no. I feel like he probably said it like Dama. Dama. Like, la di da di da da. I'm killing shit like Jeffrey Dama. And they do wrong. Oh my God, you're right. I know. I Terrible know. people. So, yes, like y'all. <laughs> This is news to me. This is crazy. Right. But that show was literally fucking insane. Like, it took me, like, I don't know. I want to say it took me, like, a week to watch it. Just because I had to take breaks. Because it was just so, like, mentally draining. Um, like, I could not watch that shit. It was so sick to me. So, I'll but say But I feel this. like I had to get through it so that we could talk about it on the show. Right. I And that's the same for me. So, I'm a true crime lover. Mm-hmm. I love true crime. I was the girl that watched The First 48, Medical Files, all that stuff. But the thing is, I kind of backed away because I started to learn, especially through TikTok, that a lot of these families don't want their, their, signif- their, love, their family members' stories being told for entertainment. Because this is not entertaining to me. Because I'm thinking about if something happened, you know, to anybody that I'm close with, and they made a whole Netflix series about it, how would mm-hmm. I fucking feel? You know what I'm saying? So I have backed off with trying to, like, watch the true crime stuff, but I will say this. I think that whenever these directors, producers, and things like that, when y'all want to recreate a story, y'all need to make sure these families are compensated. There was a specific scene that I actually couldn't even watch. I actually had to fast forward through it. It was when the woman was in court. Rita Isbell. Yes. And she was like yeah, screaming Yeah, she was one at, of the victim's sister. And, and she it. actually spoke out on Instagram and was saying how like yeah. hurt she was and how... Because it's like, y'all have to realize like these are people's real lives. And don't get me wrong, I didn't help because we're still talking about it. Y'all probably gonna go watch it. We're not helping at all. But I will say... I I'm, mean... It was interesting to watch, like, but, yeah, I do feel like at the end of the day, these were people's real lives. Like, it was real victims. These was real families, real people that were affected by these. And I could see how that could be traumatic to have to watch and something like it. this and relive but it. And you, especially, you know, you have people that you didn't even give your consent to mm-hmm. playing you reenacting real moments on a television show. But you know what? This and you're not getting any of the proceeds. But when I think about the other side of it, I think about how all these people who are living in America today talking about how racism is dead and we've come so far. This shit happened in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And the cops were not listening to people just because it was black men, Hispanic men, Asian Asian boy because uh, the boy was Asian that went missing. And they he didn't was give a, a fuck. And he was the, a minor. The na- well, the neighbor because the real story she wasn't a neighbor. She actually lived in, in another, another building. building. But either way, it was a black woman calling the cops on a white man. It was one situation. Now, that situation was real. When the little boy had actually found his way no, outside... No, yeah, that situation was real. She, she just didn't live the police, next door. And the police let him go back into the house. Now, y'all are watching this shot. And now, when I say y'all, I say white people. Y'all are watching this shot, but this is what black people have to go through. We call the cops and they don't believe us. They don't want to hear us. They don't want to listen to us. So on that side, I'm glad that people are seeing, yeah, this is real. And this is shit that still goes on today. Not as far as that, what he did, but I'm saying as 
a black woman, a black man, a black child, somebody reaching out for help and nobody's listening. I mean, even the other situation that was on the show, it was another guy that, you know, he tried to, uh, he tried to attack or whatever mm-hmm. and kill him. And he ended up actually escaping. And then he went and told the police how he had tried to kill him. And the police did not believe him. They didn't believe him. And Grandma! Then, and then when he was literally leaving out of, he was literally leaving out of the police station and he saw him trying to get another guy to get in the cab with him and he saved the other guy and told him he gonna try to kill you nigga like don't get in the car with him. But it's crazy that the police just did not believe him and like he made a really good point because he told the cop he said I don't have any type of criminal record. It's Mm. crazy that you you will believe a white man with a criminal record over believing me a black man who doesn't have anything on his record just because I'm black. Right. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm glad. That's the main reason I'm glad that this was shown. Because mm-hmm. you can see the straw. And this was not in no... People like to say, oh, my, my great-great-great-grandparents, they did slavery. Why are you putting that on me? No. Let me tell y'all something. It was y'all's mamas and y'all's daddies who was around when this, was, when this shit was going on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A lot of you motherfuckers was... Y'all's parents were around. A lot of people, and it's not even y'all's parents. It's y'all that are participating in this bullshit. The craziest episode, though, of all of them for me was the one with the deaf guy, Tony, because it's like that seemed to be somebody that he actually cared about about, and had feelings for. And And so it's unfortunate that he still killed him. And then it's like, damn, if you wouldn't have had to get your keys, nigga, you could have got away. But you know what was crazy to me is that his father, at the end, admitted that he had had thoughts of killing people. He did. And he said, but he was able to fight them. So it's like, you thought, I mean, I don't, and I'm not blaming anybody but Jeffrey, but the grandma seen weird shit, the daddy seen weird shit, everybody knew weird shit was going on. You would smell, the granny was literally smelling it. Like, he was killing, you gotta be a wild ass nigga to kill somebody when your granny in the house. Don't even like, care. That, like, I be scared to suck a little dick when my mama was downstairs. Yeah. Bitch, y'all brave. That's what I'm saying. Like, that shit wild as fuck. Like, he was literally killing people while his granny and, and, was in bed And let me sleep. say this, being somebody who I love true crime, let me tell y'all something that I noticed that detectives and police men always say the smell of a dead human body is a different type of stench Mm -hmm. it's not like a dead animal or you know something like a rotten food it smells it's just like a rancid terrible smell like Mm -hmm. it burns your nose it's so bad so the fact that the grandmother was smelling this and she was just like jeffrey what's going on I'm telling you, first of all, the scene where she found that fucking mannequin underneath his sheets, bitch, she would have had to get the fuck out of you, my you house. Then. Why the fuck you got this mannequin you that you stole home. from the motherfucking tuxedo store in my motherfucking house? Stay in that bed. dressing room for hours, bitch. Just to get the fucking mannequin and rub on it. Mm-mm. Like, that nigga was sick. And, and to be a cannibal, you... Literally, you have to be a very, very, very sick individual Storing to be killing people. Heads. And he was like cooking that bitch. He was cooking them people fucking organs like it was filet mignon. He was probably making a little chimichurri. I don't like it. A little mashed potato side. I don't side. like it. Like he was eating that shit like it was top sirloin, and, bitch. And that nigga is fucking crazy. He, like he, well, he is not is because he did. He's in hell where he belongs. I don't have any sympathy because you know what? And this is what I hate when they do with these Netflix shows. I hate that they try to build the characters to where you feel sorry for him. Oh, his mother was taking pills while she was pregnant with him. Oh, maybe he had. I've been seeing people talking about he was autistic. And he. I don't give a fuck. 
I do not give a fuck. You were a sick human being. Well, my thing is, maybe it really was something wrong with him. It was, but... but at the end of the day, yeah, nobody gives a fuck. But it probably... To do the type of things that he did, there was some type of chemical imbalance going on. I don't give a fuck if they couldn't find him legally insane. I think a lot of the time, they don't be finding people legally, quote-unquote, legally insane, but them motherfuckers still be crazy. Well, you know they wanted to do something to his brain, but his dad said no. I know. Yeah, his and dad he said right, no. because we don't need that shit still around. Child. We don't need to know what the fuck going on in his, what was going on in his head. Didn't they do that to Hitler? I don't know. I think they kept his brain. Mm-hmm. to like do research on it. I'll say this the Dahmer series I feel like you can read up on it and really get the information it was a, a series I definitely could have skipped now I will say I think his name is Evan something the actor that played Dahmer yeah and he always would be he was on um, American Horror Story oh, he's amazing and he's so good well he was played in the what was the Marvel movie he was in X-Men uh-huh. um, he played the little what's his name uh, where he was Quicksilver, yes, that's what it was. Sorry, y'all, I've been drinking. So, yeah, he played... He is a very good actor. No, I he's amazing. Say, he is... I have never seen him in a role, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck is he doing? So, I'll give a shout-out to him. Even the woman that played the victim's sister in that scene, she really connected. So, I don't want to diss, you know, the people that are, were involved, but I feel like the higher-ups, y'all kind of know better. I think there's a different way to tell these people's story. And I don't... Sometimes, like, maybe you want to tell it from a victim's perspective. Like, why do we always have to put the killer in the light like that? So, honestly, if you want to watch it, whatever, but my thoughts and my prayers go out to all the victims of the family, because death... And and murder like that is just something you just never get over. Yeah. So yeah, it, it I'm not gonna lie, was it good? It was it was interesting. Interesting to say the least. It was interesting for sure. Niecy mm. Nash did her did oh, her big point. Niecy Nash did an amazing, amazing job. So yeah. Dahmer series on Netflix. Check it out if you want to. Whatever. Okay, no. They, they didn't save his brain. I just wanted to see. I oh, they did No, I don't know why I thought I had well, heard remember the that. dad said that they didn't. Well, no, I'm not talking about him. I was talking oh, about Hitler. Hitler. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get into our favorite segment of the week. If you want your question answered on the show, make sure you email us at askpoorminds at gmail.com. If you're a Patreon member, make sure you put that you're a Patreon member in the subject line. You get to skip and go ahead of everybody else. So, let's go ahead and get it started. Question one. Question number one. Hey, y'all. I'm 27 and I met this 33-year-old guy not too long ago in a Walmart parking lot. He approached me and asked me how much I spent on groceries. And after we exchanged numbers, he sent me a cash app for the amount. That's how it's been since we started talking. He will ask me which bill is due or how much is my rent. And he will send the amount or will just send random cash apps in Apple Cash. I was very skeptical at first because he's attractive, but I'm not interested in sex right now. And I don't want him to use the whole you owe me thing. When I confronted him about it, he said, you never had a sugar daddy, have you? I've been trying to not question it and just accept my things. He doesn't press the issue for sex or ask for, but he asks for news a lot. When I send him pics, he takes forever to reply and I'm getting suspicious he may be doing something with my pics because he asked me if I ever sold my pics for money, which I haven't. On top of that, the last time we hung out, I randomly got real, got a real uneasy feeling around him. I can't explain it, but I started feeling like he was about to do something to me. It's crazy, and I can't shake the feeling now. How much do you guys believe in intuition, or do you think I just may be being overly skeptical because he was right? I never had a sugar daddy. Well, girl, I trust my intuition. If a nigga's making me feel that's, weird, that's enough for me. Yeah, don't, because you're going to regret 
later if you like, damn, I should listen to my first mind. Always listen to your first mind. It's never that serious. Don't get me wrong. Like, we all like nice things, but I'm telling y'all, do never put getting your rent paid or paying a phone bill or groceries over your safety. You get one life, and it takes one slip up. So, girl, listen to your intuition. If you don't feel safe, listen to your mind, because I don't like it. Yeah, I don't, I, like, I don't it. like that neither. If I feel uncomfortable, I wouldn't hang with him yeah. anymore. And I wouldn't accept money from him no more if he making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, like, if he was just doing Because the chances the are, if it feels heart. too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, you, you, you came out on top. You got your rent paid a few times, whatever, girl. Mm-hmm. Let that shit go, period. Okay, question number two. What's up, Lex and Drea? I've recently discovered your podcast when you guys did your last collaboration with Don't Call Me White Girl. You ladies are true bosses and have so much to offer to the world. My question is for both of you ladies. Have you ever hooked up or dated someone that was DL? If you have, how'd you handle the situation? I'm not gonna lie. I never dated nobody that was down low, like, because I feel like if they was down low, how would I know? I I mean, at least I don't know because... They down low. Um, so not to my knowledge, right. no. I'm and I never lie. dated nobody who I feel like, to be honest, I've never dated nobody either who, like, gave me, like, weird vibes. Right. Like, they like could that was, be. I'm not going to lie. I did date somebody who... I, and I actually talked to you about. I'm like, mm, maybe it's getting a little, it's getting a little ZL vibes for me. And yeah. Then it was crazy because when I went on his page one day, I seen like one of my gay homeboys like liking his thing. Like, and let me not say homeboy because me and this man are not close, but we cool. Mm-hmm. And I seen him like liking his pictures and all, like leaving hearts under his comments. And I know how he is. He's just really friendly with everybody. Talking mm-hmm. about my gay associate. So I didn't think too deep of it. But I'm like, why do you feel so comfortable doing that? Because do you? You got them vibes that I got too. Mm. So, but in the when I was in the situation, I didn't want to make him uncomfortable or make it feel like it was anything that he had to like hide from me. So I would like say little things to maybe like if you want to open up and say it, but he would and the thing that was the biggest red flag to me, it was like he would kind of sometimes give me like homophobic vibes. Like you would go too hard on the gay I community. I feel like the funny thing is that we did that whole topic on projection earlier and homophobia is actually a sign of like it's actually a form of projecting. Yeah. Because like you might have been having like like you know homosexual thoughts and stuff but you want to make it seem like you just automatically feel like they're always trying to talk to you Mm -hmm. when in reality you're feeling guilty because Because you you like because you be having them thoughts but you don't want to be you don't want to have them right so he was definitely projecting how I handled the situation personally it didn't work but like I said I tried to make him feel comfortable because Y'all know me. I don't... That shit, you know, whatever. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But just let me know so I can make the decision how we move forward. But we need to still have a conversation. Any man that is, like, overly homophobic or, It's like, a red flag. Yeah, it's a red flag to me because it's like, why you care that why much? Why do you care that much? Why you care that much? That it's not that serious. Especially if, especially if, like, you're not constantly being approached by them or they're, like, not constantly not trying to talk lie. to you and stuff. I don't understand what the issue is. I know what the issue is. Dick feel good and they know it. And they want to try a little bit. You want it in your pussy. <laughs> Nasty ass. They want to try a little bit of that meat. Freak. Little freak. You a little, a little freak. freak. Period. You a little freak. Hey, girls. I took y'all advice and linked with BetterHelp, and I have been in therapy for the past four months. I love my therapist and truly feel like I'm healing mm. and becoming a better person. Mm. I discovered because... 
because of past drama and growing up without a father, I don't know how to love a man. I've never even had a crush on a guy. I find them attractive and love having sex with them, but being vulnerable and opening my heart has always been a struggle. I'm 25 and also realized that what I wanted at 22, I no longer want now. I'm currently engaged to a man who overly loves me and I feel terrible because I struggle with giving him the affection he desires. We were friends for years prior to dating and I accepted his proposal because I thought I'd learned to love him how he loves me. I don't think I'd make a great wife due to these feelings and there are times when I just want to be alone. I want to ask him for a break so that I can continue in therapy, heal myself, and learn how to love him, but I don't want to break his heart because I think he'd interpret me wanting to be alone as something he's not doing instead. What should I do? Hmm. I think that maybe y'all should go, like, I mean, if you, first of all, if you really feel like you need to be single, then be single. Right. But... A part of me kind of feel like maybe y'all should go to couples therapy. Yes, I think people, you going to therapy, I think sometimes when you're dealing with something individually and you have a partner, sometimes you don't realize the way he's triggering you or vice versa and you, you can get to the bottom of these issues. So don't be afraid of couples therapy. Yeah, I think that y'all should probably try couples therapy because I feel like if you let him know that you're having these feelings and he, if he's someone who wants to marry you, I'm sure he would be willing to like mm -hmm. help you navigate through these feelings and like your past trauma and everything that you've been through. I feel like if you have somebody who really, really love you and like is a super affectionate guy and he's always there for you and stuff, I don't necessarily think that you should stop talking to mm. him. You know what I mean? I feel like a and man needing, who really love you will help you navigate through those things. And needing space doesn't necessarily mean you have to break up with yeah. that person, too. Just so let him know what you I think that's a good option. Mm -hmm. You know, try a little couples therapy. Yes, yes, that's what I think. Try couples therapy. Um, so, yeah, anything else we got to add? Y'all make sure y'all get that Muse Beauty, period. Period. Make sure y'all get y'all Muse Beauty. That's MuseBeautyCollection.com. Mm -hmm. Also, our Poor Minds Rap Tees, Tour Tees are up. now up on yes. the website. So, you have to go to BuyPoorMinds.com, and all of the tour merch is up on the website now. So, y'all can go on ahead and get that, too. We got some new merch coming soon as well. Yes, and we are reloading the Patreon, too. Patreon about to get super, super mm -hmm. fucking so make sure y'all sign up for our Patreon. We're revamping everything. And if y'all are like, oh my God, I only get poor minds once a week, Patreon gonna be for you because it's gonna be a bunch of vlogging, bonus content. We gonna start big doing challenges, yes, like all it's type of be, shit. It's gonna be super fun and super mm -hmm. cute. Y'all gonna love it. So yeah, uh, I think we should sing this song. Because it goes. No. I don't know oh, that song. Okay, we'll sing this one. We, we'll, we'll sing this one next week. <laughs> We're gonna give you time to practice. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. Now, see, you snapping too fast. <laughs> see, you still snapping too fast. Okay, go. I'm going to let you start. That's not the beat, though. No, you're it's right. not. I don't really want to stay. I don't oh. really want to go. But I really need to know. Can, Can we, we get, get it together? together? Together. Oh, you better sing. I don't really want to go. Oh. I don't really want to stay. But I really hope and pray. Can, Can we, we get, get it together? together? Get it together. Ooh. Get it, Drea. You don't know the pain that I feel. 
Ooh. You taking my love for granted and you just want to see it your way. Yay. It's, it's about that time. I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. I'm fed up with you not being here with me. When you know love is all I need, I don't want to go. I don't really want to stay. Yeah. I don't really want to go. Yeah. I really need to know. Can we get it together? Yeah. Get, get it together. together. good part. What? You know when they do the, the breakdown. I don't wanna That's all I wanted to hit. Okay. I hit that hole. See, I'm so confused. Oh. I just don't know what to do. Sandra! I don't understand. Okay, wait. I don't know. I don't it's know if okay. I'm it right. It's alright. You, first of all, the vocals. Baby, oh. please listen to me. I don't wanna You hit Bro, it. Bro, you... No, you killing the shit. Your vocals have grown tremendously. What, I am impressed. What if I always had them? I just didn't showcase them. <laughs> oh, it's about to be a battle. <laughs> it's about to be a motherfucking we can battle. battle. We can battle. When, you, we go, when we move to the new studio, we about to have a whole corner. Oh, trust me. It's on and popping. It's going down. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.